afternoon and welcome to the Girls Who Sell Spotlight podcast, where we talk about everything business to business sales. My name is Heidi Solomon Orlick, and I am the founder and CEO of Girls Who Tell. At Girls Who Sell, we are not only committed to closing the gender gap in business to business sales, but to building the largest pipeline of diverse early stage female sales talent. We are more than a company. We are a movement. On today's episode, I am super excited to introduce you to Megan DeCrosta, founder and CEO of CutTheFiscalFat.com, with the mission of fighting income inequality and combating generational poverty. Prior to launching Cut the Fat, uh, Megan spent over a decade in professional sales. Megan, thank you for joining us today and welcome to the spotlight. Thank you so much for having me, Heidi. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, so why don't we just start out? I want to really learn more about Cut the Fat. But before we do that, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about your journey into sales? I very quickly discovered after high school that college was not for me. And I went into a life of sales. You know, I started off customer based sales and then very, you know, over uh, very quickly over time transitioned into business to business sales. And that's how I worked best. So I actually used to sell chemicals on an industrial level. So I used to sell magnesium chloride and calcium chloride, specifically for road stabilization in the winter and the summer months. Talking so about male dominated. Oh my gosh, yes. Megan. Yes, I was the only woman. It's actually very funny. My manager, Chad, he used to always joke about how I would go into the DOTs and to the, you know, the DPWs. And the guys would literally give me ladders so I could look inside of the, into the trucks to make sure that our stuff was properly. And Chad's like, they never held the doors open for me before. You know, they were always very polite. They're very, very gentlemanly, but I'm the only woman who comes walking through there. Oh my gosh. That, that's a really great, that's a great story. But you know, it's interesting too, because we have a lot of conversations, particularly lately about uh, whether you need a degree or not to be successful in professional sales. And I'm of the opinion that a degree is not a litmus test no. to uh, determine whether you will be successful or not. I'd love your thoughts on that. No, you're absolutely correct. I am not a college graduate. I have no degree. Um, and, you know, like, I, like we said, I'm sorry, excuse me. I sat on my, my microphone <laughs> um, that... I knew I wanted to be in sales and I was good at it. I'm good with conversing. I'm good with talking to people. And if I feel passionately about something that I'm working for or working with, then it's a lot easier for me to sell. And for me, I think my advantage was no one was expecting me to walk through the door when it came to the particular product that I was selling. So I always enjoyed pretty much the, the fight to sell because you know I'm, I'm unexpected and I prefer to be unexpected. Yeah, I think that's great. So, so let's talk about your transition from sales into entrepreneurship. I think it was in 2019, right, that you launched your current company? I did. I did, yes. Um, so what happened was I became a mother and we knew that I wanted to, we wanted me to stay home or one of us at least. And my husband had been at his job, which is, works for New York State. So as my father-in-law, my father-in-law used to say, you know, New York state will never go broke. They have a pension, they have insurance. It is silly to leave that job. And my husband has been in it now for 20 years. So it didn't make any sense for him to leave. And we weren't going to have me work just to pay childcare, which is through the roof right now for a lot of working women. So expensive. it's better off for me to be home. And then my husband actually 
he's the one who taught me all about fiscal responsibility. You know, it's my favorite, my favorite anecdote to tell when we first started dating. And he said, you know, what's your credit score look like? Let's look at your bank account. And I was like, whoa, no, 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 no. We don't talk about those things. But he helped open the conversation and then made me realize how much I didn't know. And we grew up very similar in, in low middle class families. You know, my, it was very commonplace for my family to put off one bill to pay another and be a couple months behind in bills. So I had the same bad behavior. I made a lot of money in sales and I didn't do anything with it. I didn't apply it to invest it, to save it. I kind of lived and spent, so to speak. So I knew my husband and I wanted to transition into teaching people how to gain financial independence, specifically through home ownership. And that's how Cut the Fiscal Fat was born. Okay. So to explain that to me. So um, purchasing, so when you say through home ownership, um, purchasing homes as investments and then yes. using those investments to, um, you to know, purchase, to purchase more property, to purchase yes. more property. Yes. Got it. Cause he's a realtor, right? So he, he is actually, he just started doing that only because he enjoyed helping educating his family and friends, his biggest line. He's not a salesman. I am. He is not. And he always <laughs> says, I'm not a salesman. I'm an educator. So when he walks through with somebody, he says, look at this, look down here. You're, you can anticipate this happening over time. So he does a really good job of educating them through the process, you know, and then he's just a regular state worker. You know, he makes less than, you know, now he's been there 20 years, you know, but at the time was making less than $70,000 a year and has, has accumulated four properties with five units altogether. Yeah. Good for on, him. On his, on his simple salary. And it was, he wanted to demonstrate and show people that it's not necessarily how much money you make. It's about making the most of your money and creating passive income streams. So, so that way it helps weather storms like inflation, like the pandemic, you have child loss, you know, child loss, my husband and I experienced a loss. So there's other, you know, experiences of grief that you can weather storms that you just mentally cannot handle. You know, if you have financial independence, it helps a lot. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, sales definitely in general, you know, you women have the ability to have that financial independence, right? Yes. I mean, we we're talking about the book that just released and, and um, you know, a lot of women uh, in that book came out of generational poverty or homelessness or um, were single moms had to escape out of abusive relationships, um, just story after story. And, and, you know, professional sales ended up, um, you know, changing their lives. But having an understanding of financial literacy, literacy, are, are you are you focusing on on young women in particular? Because I do think there is a huge gap um, that women they're, just aren't taught these skills. They're not. You are absolutely correct. And I mean, you're starting to see more women in the finance industry now. But it's because yeah. women and young women specifically, they don't have the confidence to enter sales, to enter the finance industry, and just because they're male dominated doesn't make them scary. You know, so I think it's very important. And we are targeting, you know, teenagers in high school, specifically juniors and seniors, because they're the ones who are starting to work, look at college, look at after, you know, after high school, they want to live on their own. So we want them to be able to understand debt, understand their finances, help prevent behavior that can put them in a hole for a very, very, very long time. Or, yeah. and so we're actually looking, um, we're actually working with local domestic violence shelters here to work with women who are in there, who are in situations and relationships that it really matters to have this information and this education. 
It does. It totally does. And, and starting early, I think is so smart because the earlier you start, even if you take just a little bit, even if you take a little bit of your allowance every, uh, every week and start putting it away. Right. So you get, you know, I don't know what allowance is now. I, I, you know, I was going to say you get $2, you put a dollar, but I'm sure it's much more, <laughs> I'm sure I know for today, you know, I'm joining yeah, when I was growing up, we didn't get, you know, we didn't get allowances. You know, my father, before he passed away, he used to, you know, hand me cash and he would say, here, this is for you. This is for you. And I used to do a good job, but he never taught me. It, it's funny. He almost, it was counterproductive because one of the big things I remember with him is he would get, you know, he would always emphasize that $100 was not a lot of money, even though he should have said it is a lot of money and it can be a lot of money, but he didn't know. So he couldn't teach me. Yes. Yeah. And unless you know that you can turn that $100 into $1,000 and you don't, you know, you don't really, really understand it. Yeah. We've been trying to have that conversation and it's just not really taught in the schools. I mean, the practical education of life um, is not there. Just, it's just not there. Right. No. And, um, you know, and if parents, if parents aren't educated, I mean, I, I guess I learned, you know, part of just the hard way on my own of, of learning financial literacy. I certainly didn't learn it in, in schools and made, you know, I was just lucky to kind of make some good investments. It's funny because, you know, we've been talking to our kids about this and, and, you know, trying to be, fiscally responsible and mm-hmm. saving money and all of that. But I, I know that's unique, right? And it, it is unique. Yes, in actually. Yes, right? it is. Actually, it's, I think the number is 69% of parents are reluctant to talk to their kids about money, about money, about, about money. money. And then they just go and spend irresponsibly. It's funny because yes, they, they don't, they don't know any better. They don't, they don't know, know, you know, and right. there's, there's uh, almost uh, an overstep of credit. Like we don't talk about credit or how to build it or how to maintain it. And credit is everything. Your credit score opens doors for everything. Everything. It, it could, it can make or break your life. Right. Uh, yes. And I don't know that people understand, you know, understand that. I mean, we got um, our kids um, credit cards with limits, but just, you know, as, as soon as they um, got out of high school, and so, you know, got them credit cards with like, you know, started with a hundred dollar balance then 150, then right. 300. Now it's like, um, through American express and they paid off their, their credit cards. They, right. you know, they weren't. And so even, even early on in college, they started building some of that credit, but I don't know. And I, you know, I think it's such a problem because it is so easy to get these credit cards. And then it is. you don't realize you think, oh, I'll just pay $40 a month. Not a big deal. They don't really understand the impact of not paying down the principal and how that can right. catch up with you. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yes. You know, my brother, for instance, is a very, very smart, a very smart man. He actually works in Buffalo as a civil engineer and I had asked him for his paperwork to go over his student loans and see what he had going on. And he actually was in what's called a reverse amortization loan where he was only paying his minimum balance, but it wasn't enough to cover the interest that was accruing. So his balance due was higher than his amount borrowed. And people don't understand and don't know. And they think, oh, I could just make this monthly payment. I'm fine. And they don't know about principal interest, even what an amortization schedule is. Yeah, to- totally. I had the funniest call from my son this week. He's like, Oh my God, he, he's 27 
and he um, just got engaged and they just bought a condo, but they've been <laughs> renting out of Virginia. And he's just like, he had gotten an extra job so that it would, they could save money for the down right. payment on their condo. Well, what he didn't realize is that the extra job took him into a another tax bracket and he didn't uh, yeah. have offsetting expenses, expenses right. for him to, to, you know, do it. And so he called to help reduce his taxable like, income. Right. Because he just said, now this year he'll be better. But I mean, he didn't, he's like, oh my gosh, I, I taxes suck. Right. Like I, <laughs> now I owe them, I owe them money because I actually took on a new job so that I could be more responsible and purchase mm-hmm. home. And it's like, it was this real aha moment for them, <laughs> for him. Right. Yes. It, you're right. It is a lot of people. That's another main thing. And they don't understand taxes and deductions and that there are a lot of things you can write off. And there's actually, you know, credits you can claim. And a lot of people don't even claim the taxes that they have available and the credits they have available because they just don't know. They don't know. So tell me about the program that you're building and how are you, you know, how are you going to market? You said you mentioned that you're working with, um, you know, some shelters or um what was it? Abused women shelter, uh, domestic, domestic, domestic violence, violence right? shelters, which is, yes, which is, in, which is amazing. Um, I love that. But tell, so tell me how you're going to market and. Um, sure. And so my, sure. My product is called the need to know life guide and it's level one. So what it is, is we designed it specifically for juniors and seniors in high school. While this education, it's for anybody. It's, you know, we made it intentionally affordable. It's $10 and 48 minutes long. So we did that on purpose. It's the introductory. It's to make you want to learn more. Mm -hmm. And we're actually working on level two, which is an in-depth look at each key of financial literacy. And there are five keys. Um, So what we're doing is we're actually working with local businesses. So I will go to the business and say, this school needs a sponsor. Are you willing and able to sponsor that school? Because schools are already over budget. They are understaffed. So my job is to go around the school to get a donor for that class. And then we will match for the senior class. And then I go to the school and say, hey, I have a donor for you. Right. How can I get it in the hands of your kids? Yeah, that's that's great. Um, and and you had mentioned that your goal was to try to. To reach one million kids one million by the kids. end of the year. Yep. This year. That's yeah. And then we plan to match every curriculum donated. So if we reach a million donations, then there'll be 2 million kids in total who will receive the need to know life guide. And how are you going to do that? So actually what I started was a GoFundMe only because it is a reputable crowdfunding source where Mm -hmm. people who can't afford to sponsor an entire class, they could say, Hey, I got 50 bucks or I only have a hundred bucks. But that money, all of that money goes to acquiring and obtaining the curriculum for each kit for each student. So they can make a difference. And then with our match, they're actually hitting double the number of students. You know, Got so it. for 50 bucks, instead of reaching five kids, they reach 10 because I'm matching. Right, right. So anyone can make a difference if they wanted to go to, you know, my GoFundMe and to donate there, they can. Yeah, that's that's really great. That's really great. And um so is this an app or is it, um, I, I was on your website. I noticed that it, there was the course that you could download the course, I think, but. Um, it is actually an independent curriculum. So okay. what happens is it will take you to a different site 
where my where it's host where my excuse me I'm sorry where my curriculum is hosted. Okay. So they store and save all the information there and I control the quality, I control the content, I control everything within that third party. So you purchase it and then you'd have free access for a year. That's great. And what are yeah. the five keys of lit uh, financial literacy? The five keys are earn, save and invest, spend, borrow and protect. There you go. Yes. So those are all very, there are huge pillars and everyone needs to know about every one. So earn, that's your taxes, your income, passive versus active and understanding the difference. You know, we go over everything, your credit score, amortization, principal interest, credit cards versus debit cards. Because people need, you know, kids especially need to understand what they're getting into. And my husband and I love to say, we want to be proactive, not reactive. So yeah. I don't want to catch you after you're already in debt and trying to get out of debt. Yeah. I'm trying, trying to prevent to you out. from getting there. Yes. It's I'm trying to late. prevent you from there. Exactly. Yes. It's too late when you're trying to dig out, right? Yes. It's already too late and not that it, you can't get out, but it's a lot harder to get out. So what advice would you give to our listeners? Well, one, cause they're, they may be listening, you know, and, and, you know, you do have decades of experience in sales. So, you know, what advice first would you give to young women who may be considering a career in sales? And then second, you know, bonus content um, <laughs> to young women who, you know, may want to learn more about financial liber uh, literacy. Right. So for sales purposes is to have, is to have confidence. And that is the number one for you as a woman is you have to have confidence and you have to understand that as a woman, especially if you're in a male dominated industry like sales and business to business sales, you are going to experience misogyny and you have to be ready for it. And you can't take it personally because they don't mean it personally. At least I never took it personally anyway. So you kind of have to be one of the boys without being one of the boys and you have to have the confidence and, you know, without sounding super cliche, you have to expect that you're going to be among sharks. So you can't be a little goldfish floating around in there. You got to be a shark as well. So you have to have the confidence. And once you have that, everything else can be easy and can be learned. That's great advice. Don't be the goldfish. Right. Don't be, be the, the shark. Be the shark. That's right. <laughs> and I'm going to put, your... put that up on my site now. There Don't you the go. The I, think, I, I feel a t-shirt coming. Yes, exactly. <laughs> The bumper sticker or something. Yes, yes. I'm going to put it up now on my merchandise tab. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's awesome. And what about, um, you know, what about young women who, you know, because, you know, one of the big reasons that, you know, Girls Who Sell is out there talking about professional sales is actually to um, encourage women to have financial freedom. Yes. Um, but you can, to your point, you made lots of money in sales, but yeah, without I had nothing to show for it. Right. Yeah, without the financial literacy, you blew it. I'm sure you yes. had a lot of fun and it was I awesome. Sure did. I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for another podcast, but yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but, but I bet, you know, fast forward, you wish you had that money back. So yes, you know, so I could, I could spend it wisely and invest it or save it, you know, even saving it. You know, it's funny when I met my husband, he had this hefty bank account because he had worked four or five jobs at one time. So he could just sock away his money. And then he owned a three unit and lived in the smallest unit and rented out the rest. 
So he was like the king of banking his money. So I met him and he's like, this is what I've got going on. How about you? And I'm like, ah, no, it's not, let's not look. <laughs> not too much. <laughs> no, not, not so much. Don't look in there. You know, but like you said, if I had known, and unfortunately, until it becomes a required curriculum in high schools, it is something you have to self-educate. So that's probably my biggest and best advice you can give to someone who wants to further their financial independence is to do your research and do your education. You know, there are a lot of great resources that are out online and on TikTok and Instagram. And while they're all great, you still need to educate yourself. You can't rely on what people are telling you, you know, make the, make the educated decision for yourself with the resources you've collected. Yeah. Yeah. Get educated. And yes. because you don't know what you don't know until you. Right. My husband says that it. all the time. You don't know what you don't know. So, and by educated, it doesn't necessarily mean going to college. If you want no. to go to college, then right. go to college, but you can pick up books from experts all over the place. Yeah. Well, that's really great advice. Megan, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Uh, I wish you Thanks the, for having me. Yeah. I wish you the best of luck with the, with the rollout. Um, I love what you're doing and, um, you know, we'll see, I, I, you know, maybe there's some collaboration between, yes, yes. Especially so I'll teach them how to make the money and you teach them what to do with it. How to keep your money and, That's right. <laughs> and grow your money. There you go. All right, yes. Megan. Thank you so much. I really, thanks so much, it. Heidi. Take thank care. You. Bye. Bye.